Hi, everyone, and thank you for listening to the Markeisha Hall podcast. I am Markeisha Hall, your host, IEP and parenting coach, and I'm here with Julie Wooten. <laughs> we taught together in special education preschool. I don't know. Seems like yesterday, but it was, um, yeah, that's how we did. Yeah, I know. Um, and she is now ventured off into another sector of education. I don't know yeah. what call it education. And I'm going to let her um, introduce herself. Well, hello there. And thank you so much for having me. And oh my goodness, first of all, Markeisha is amazing. And I honestly would not be this person doing this job without all of the amazing people that I encountered in in the school setting, Markeisha being a big one. Um, a lot of how I work with my clients um, come from, you know, the the modeling that that I was so lucky to have in the classroom. So well, that's first you. job. You you brought a lot to the you brought a lot to the table. I always say that. Um, don't you remember that first day though? You don't remember that first day that I thought I got punked because <laughs> oh, I, was this, <laughs> I was this new like substitute teacher. Decided to you know become an aide. Transferred schools. They're like, hey, yeah, we have you know uh, an opening in Mod Severe. I'm like. All right, what, what's Mod mm -hmm. Severe? I walk in there and I'm like, oh no, 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 you don't, <laughs> you don't mean me because mm -hmm. I don't know. This is a wheelchair. I don't know what to do. Student with a feeding tube. Yeah. I don't know. Are you sure you want me? I'm a parent, but I don't know how to do this. Mm -hmm. It's fine. They're just like any other kid. And like <laughs> you and Maria were like. It's gonna be okay. I'm like, no, it's not. Not <laughs> something up. Um, but so yes, I um, I came a long way from that first day, and you know, I I absolutely love my job. I love working with our kiddos, um, and now I get to do it in the best possible scenario, which is you know one on one with them in the home setting as an RBT and an RBT for those who don't know, that's yeah. called a registered behavior technician. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. um, when you sign up for ABA and normally how it works in our company and most companies is that's run through your insurance. Mm -hmm. um, and many of the insurance companies require that certification. Right. Um, so this is not just a county thing or a, state thing even. This is a national um, certification that guarantees pretty much that these services are going to be delivered um, in the same manner across the country mm -hmm. so that we're all on the same page. Right. Um, and so, you know, most insurances do require that. I, I know that there's a lot of technicians now that um, maybe are not certified now, but um, you know, the longer that you do work in the ABA field, um, that that does become a necessity. So when you're looking for an, an RBT or a behavior technician, um, it is helpful to have somebody who already does have that certification. Um, I, I actually just got my certification last September. 
Um, and I, I studied a lot and, you know, I have 15 years of experience. So right. um, there, there is a lot of information, a lot of science, a lot of data driven things that, that we are doing that may seem at the forefront, like, oh, we're just playing. We're just having a conversation but in reality we're we're taking data we're contriving yes. situations so right. anyway so that is what i'm doing nowadays and um i love it and marquisha and i have been talking about all the all right. the ways that we um that we extend that we build on mm-hmm. that we practice um the skills that should most likely be in their IEP mm-hmm. in the home setting because, as you know, the home setting yes. is really different than yes. the school setting. <laughs> right. It's a big shock to me coming into a home setting mm-hmm. at first. Right. Um, I, you know, I. <laughs> I, I was very naive thinking I was going to bring in my token economy and, and oh, no, they're, they're not going to get a snack until mm-hmm. they, you know, that, no, yes. they're, they're in their own home. Yes. So that, that is not going to work like that. And, um, you know, the, the other thing is the relationship with that person because I, mm-hmm. I am in, in their home four hours a day, guys. Right. Four hours is a long time. Mm-hmm. That means that we we got to be on the same page. Yes. We we have to get along. I have to I have to trust them, and they have to trust me. Yes. And that takes quite a while. So you know, I I get the like the whole first impression thing with therapists coming, and you're like, eh, that's just mm-hmm. not gonna work. But I. I myself can speak to that situation because there was a lot of times where I'm calling my supervisor going, Oh no. Yes. They okay. just enabled this child. Mm-hmm. I spent all this time trying right. to do this and they're like, Shh, relax. Like, right. <laughs> it's gonna be okay. Right. But that it is a there is a huge piece of being in somebody's environment. Mm-hmm. Um and them respecting what I do, and in turn, me respecting yes. their space, their house, their rules, their culture, their mm-hmm. whatever that is. I'm I'm the outsider, so mm-hmm. um, you know that that does it. it there's a lot of um, I think that at the beginning, before you can go, yeah, this isn't for me. Mm-hmm. It, it may not be the the therapist. It may not be the the techniques, but just um, you know, advocating for yeah. what your child needs. Mm-hmm. Uh, and sometimes, um, you know, as, as you can speak to in the school setting, parents are first of all overwhelmed. Mm. I would not be in their house if the behavior was stellar. Mm-hmm. Let's just start there mm-hmm. so first of all that's that's about letting go of things that you thought as a parent right especially with um 
you know, your child that has autism. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter what the degree of it is. Parenting is difficult. Yeah. Let's just go yeah. there. I don't care. Right. I don't care what what you've got going on. But from experience, she also is a mother. <laughs> she yes. also has kids. She has also raised children. So yes. And they and they are grown adults with, you know, responsible. <laughs> they're responsible citizens and and all of that. But but yes, um, that that I think that is um, a a big thing too for parents to kind of get over this obstacle of sometimes depending on the age of of the the child, mm-hmm. they're still in denial. Mm-hmm. Is this really what we're going to have to deal with? Right. Is this just a phase? Mm-hmm. They never did this before. Right. And now all of a sudden there's these constant meltdowns. Right. And meltdowns affect everyone in your house. Yeah. Yes. Not just the child, not just mm-hmm. the caregiver, mm-hmm. everyone, the siblings, the, yep. the grandparents, everything. And and it's hard. It's emotional. Mm-hmm. It's emotional for the parents, and it's it's hard to get past those obstacles and think, I I don't even know what this person is doing. Are they going to help me? And right. and believe me, I've sat on the other side of that couch and listened to these parents just going, I don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. Whatever you're doing isn't working when you're when you leave, mm-hmm. and then you leave, and I yes. I don't know what else to do. Mm-hmm. And, and they're they're at the end of this rope, and right. so it is a process. But I love that you said relationship building because it's very vulnerable. Um, now that I'm speaking on the other side of it, Josiah did do um, early intervention. Yeah, early interventionists come come to the house, um, and at first I was like, I don't, I don't, you know, early. I am an early interventionist. <laughs> I have my master's in this, Um, but it's, it's so vulnerable, even though I know the benefit of it. I definitely believe in it, what I do. And I was like, well, I already know this stuff, but it's different when it's your kid because you can only take the meltdown. So so because then it's your baby. And then you're like, you know what? I'm just, he's just going to get the Cheerios because I can't hear him say Cheerio, Cheerio, Cheerio. Cheerio and just start perseverating on something. Right. I, I right. have to get to the baseball game. Oh, I'm getting choked up just remembering this. It's a very vulnerable spot to have someone come into your home. And it's a relationship that has to be built and worked on. It's just like when you first become, you first meet someone, you hit it off with some people right away. But some people you're like, right. you have to do a few lunches and then you find your groove. And it's the same right. thing. Um and it's about just being open and honest and understanding where both people are coming from. Parents feel very vulnerable. You're, you're in my home. You know, you're going to see like my boys are sometimes Josiah would be doing um, sessions and the boys would be upstairs wrestling, uh, you know, screaming at each other. The, right. the siblings. Um, Dre would come home in the middle of a session from work and then that would throw Josiah off. And then it was just like. You know, there was just lots of things going on because it is your home. So um, being, um, if you're going in as a therapist, being in it, if you're going in as a parent, which we're pretty much talking to, just 
just establishing those things and letting some of those things um, go. You just have to gotta let it go, or you're just gonna be always. You're not gonna be able to get what you need from that, or even see um, if it is a good fit. Because sometimes it's not a good fit, but you won't be able to see that because you're always just trying to be like dinner's ready. You know, yeah. all the things that you, yeah, I, I don't want them to go and be like, oh my gosh, I was over Marquisha's house. She, her and her husband are special education teachers. But let me tell you what, the house was a mess. Your house is a, it happens sometimes and you have to just it let. It happens all the time. Yes, all the time. What are you dealing with here? You're dealing with uh, your, your child who's having issues with behavior. Mm-hmm. So is that the first thing on your mind? No, no, it's not. And, and to be honest, you know, what, what I'm thinking and what I'm looking at when you're talking about like the, the interruptions and the things that aren't going according to the perfection model, whatever, right. is I want to see these things. Mm-hmm. I want to see the meltdowns. How yeah. am I going to help you? How am I going to know what triggers that? Yeah. And, and that. I'm sorry, but that takes a while too, because that child has to feel comfortable with me. And a lot of the time, my my client right now did not have a full on breakdown until I would probably say three months, Mm -hmm. three months of me coming four hours every day, five days a week before he felt and, you know, of course, he didn't do this at school either. Right. This is somebody who who expects I don't know what, but he did not feel comfortable. And and so it it makes my job even more difficult mm-hmm. if I don't know these things. Right. What what are the triggers? What what yeah. is the rhythm of your house mm-hmm. so that we can work on that? Right. Right. It's not gonna do you any good if if this is a sterile environment. And, yep. you know, that's the, the other thing. My experience now as an RBT has only been in the home setting. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of companies that also have a clinic. Okay. They do their sessions out of the clinic, mm-hmm. too, out of the home. Mm-hmm. It depends on the, on the company. My company only does home visits. So yep. that's what I know, but I can imagine... Yes, my job would be easier if my client came in and my my room was all set up with all the toys and mm-hmm. yes, that that would be an easy session. Right. Like the classroom. Would it be the <laughs> most Yes. How many times, Markeisha, did we say, What is this the same kid that they yeah. saw on the on the home visit? Because right. Is not the same kid that's sitting here in this class. Right. We're going, what? Right. Why didn't they just take into account both settings? Because it's it's the same kid, mm-hmm. but they're gonna behave completely yes. different right. at home. Well, how many times we were like talked to the parents and they were like, Oh, he's singing in circle time and he's just doing all the things and they're like looking at us like, Well, when we got home, <laughs> yeah. But we were like, No way, there's just no way. I there's no, no. way. And then they were like, yeah, it, it, it is. That's how it's different at home. And I know that to be true now because because yes. uh, my baby and I was like, it's just yeah, a controlled environment, um, more controlled environment. Um, and then we're, you know, and then we're done. But when you're at right. home, 
you're not done. <laughs> no, you're not no, done. You're not done. And and like all of us adults, you know, we we put on our best face. We put mm-hmm. on our best face when we talk on the phone. Even you know that you better and that hello. Right. Hey. <laughs> of course, we're doing this. Oh yeah. <laughs> All the time, or I'm in the closet. Uh-huh. <laughs> but, but the kids, kids do the same thing, and mm-hmm. especially kids that have that can't um, explicitly read cues. Mm-hmm. They don't understand. You know, that's okay to, you know, whatever it is at school that's bothering them. Right. It's okay to say that, or it's okay to ask for help all of these things. Um, And also, you know, the situation with my client at school, you know, he he had held in this, the meltdown thing. Mm -hmm. Lots of times it didn't even last until they got home. He'd Mm -hmm. get in the car and yeah, Katie bar the door, but the the staff at school didn't even know Mm -hmm. until one day when this meltdown happened. They call mom. She says, um, yes, you know, he, that's part of his autism. They're like, what autism? All righty then. There, there's a lot of, there's a lot of our kiddos in a gen ed study. These we've been gone guys. We've been gone for two years, back and forth, virtual, whatever. Mm -hmm. People are out sick. Yeah. Haven't necessarily read the the IEP. Right. They don't know because they have not seen this behavior at school. Yep. Haven't seen it. Doesn't exist. Yeah. So that that is the other thing. We we don't want that happening. We don't yeah. want situations either setting. Right. You know, not indicative of this kid because right. how's the school going to help? How am I going to help? If right. We don't know. So yes. Yes. It is, um, it is different it, it, across different settings. And that's why it's so important to, um, well, when I was in the classroom, working on what it's in the classroom, giving that all the information that's going on there, because if it doesn't, if you can't go to Target, who cares that they could, could um, that they have a problem? Like we work on transitions a lot when we were in preschool. I was like, right. almost right. everybody's goals, transitioning from, one activity to another. So if I'm like, oh yeah, they can transition from circle time to the thing, they can transition and it's fine, but you can't, as a parent and you have other kids, you can't go to Target or to church or to the park, then it's not meaningful for the family, which it should be meaningful for the family. It should be able to translate into your everyday life. That's really what it's the purpose is for. of the IEP is to practice those things in the school, but for them to be transferred to the home. And so that's why I like about you going into the home or having in the home services, because then you get to get to see. I mean, I have very good friends that um, they were my students pr- prior, um, but we are good friends now. I actually have a picture of him, um, my little Isaiah uh, downstairs because of, but I, when his mom told me and we, knew each other as we went to church before church together. I had oh, never seen him. I know who you're talking about. Yep. I never seen him meltdown. I was like, girl, he never melted. 
until I went out mm-hmm. with them because then we started we became friends and we yeah. went out on a um I want to say it was an autism walk something something a some kind of fundraiser or autism walk and I was eyes wide open because I had never seen it in the classroom he never had it and we were on that walk and he melted down and I was like and she was she was looking at me like I told you and I was like okay that's when I realized like this she's like this is what we have to do outside of the classroom and then it just really started to click even more that this is what's important is can you go to whatever your family culture is like some people like to stay home but like for us we travel a lot it's important right. for him to get these skills so that we can go to his siblings a big his siblings are in sports a lot right and you know what? That's part of my job too. Um, and a lot of times I will be going out in the community now, you know, with. Oh, I didn't know that. I mean, we're people, I, know that. I know that, but yes. tell them about that. So, yes, there's, there's been, um, we, for a lot of Fridays during the summer, we would go to the park. Um, and mm-hmm. the park is a good place because it's still kind of a neutral thing. There's not too many expectations there, but yet, it, it's working on those transition skills like, okay, it's time to right. be all done playing. Yeah. It's time mm-hmm. to go home. We have five more minutes, all mm-hmm. those types of things in a different setting. Um, he, my client played sports and I would go to his, his game because I want to see how he's behaving in, in a different setting, right. you know, not school, not home, someplace kind of, not neutral, but you know, right. well, you can't control when you're out in home in your house, you still get to see the thing, but you still like a control, like they can still go to their room. Oh, yeah, their favorite comfort. But when it's exactly. out, you can't control yeah. what the people that you don't know, you don't know what right. they might say to trigger them or something that might or a sound or a smell or yeah, so that and you know, when we're talking about behavior in settings, there's also behavior with different people mm-hmm. and. So, you know, um, even in the home setting, there's there's usually a good cop and a bad cop, right? Yes. I'm always a bad cop in my house. But, you know, there's, there's either a sibling or another parent or right. another relative that's, that's in there that um, maybe when there's the first sign of struggle and you hear that telltale grunt or scream or whatever that is that goes, mm-hmm. uh-oh, a meltdown's on the way. Let's, mm-hmm. let's just give it to him. I don't right. want to do with it today. There you go. Right. So you've got one parent where they, they, they're they being reinforced mm-hmm. for their behaviors. Mm-hmm. And then one parent that's trying to unravel all the, right. all the things that have contributed to the behaviors. So right. that sometimes yeah. There's there's a lot of budding yeah. heads. Mm-hmm. It's it's hard. It's yeah. it's emotional. It yes. it doesn't look the same for everybody, and yeah. you know it's it's rough that way. It's rough when let's say there's a teacher who not very on it, um, mm-hmm. and they know they can get away with it. Duh. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know our kiddos are smart. They mm-hmm. sense. In fact, I think they sense a lot more than a typically developed kid, mm-hmm. to be honest. 
they're intuitive. So they know they can get away with that with that teacher or that whomever. Yes. We, we don't want that. We want to be able to generalize these skills to everyone. Mm -hmm. I don't care if you're going to reinforce the behavior or not. That, that skill needs to, to happen regardless. Mm -hmm. Eventually. Yes. Eventually. It takes, it takes a while. Yes, it does. And then, and then I know that there's like, um, behaviors they're like oh we're on top of this and then comes a different one <laughs> it morphs into something else doesn't yeah. it it's yeah. like okay well that's new where right. did that come from well that's because you stopped doing that you know yep. i know over the pandemic for us there we saw some behaviors that we did not that were when he was two three four that we just hadn't seen until the pandemic and we are like oh that's back <laughs> we, we had checked that off the goals list that was checked off two years ago it, it's back because of you know who knows what, what triggered it to tell you the truth but right we like we thought we had stopped hair pulling that was his thing that had came back which is very you know we patches of here, Missy came back during the pandemic because he definitely was stressed. That did not work out well for him. But just right. because the behavior does go away doesn't mean that it can't come, come no. back and need to be reworked on in a, in a different way. It's not like, oh my gosh, that, forever. my therapist, it didn't work because it came back. It, it can came back. And just think when you're stressed, right. like you're like, you know what to cope with. But if it, your right. stress is too high, then you're like, you can fall back into like what you know that worked. Like even though you know the skills, like he he knows what to oh, do, yeah. not to do it. But when he got to his ten, then he went back to what was easiest. We have default mode. Yes, all of us have default mm-hmm. mode. That's good. Mm-hmm. And and it takes it takes a lot of practice and time. And you know, I would say too, like yes, these there are these behaviors, but that that does not signal regression it doesn't signal right. a lack of anything on the the child's part or on the therapist's part because mm-hmm. these things are fluid yes. and what what i notice is like you know we'll, we'll we're on a we're on a streak right now and i'm like i love it but mm-hmm. what's coming up mm-hmm. because there was a a big chunk of time where there were meltdowns every session, every day, every week. And, and the parents are like, I, I can't do this anymore. Mm-hmm. I, I cannot. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I cannot have him eloping every time, you know, whatever. And it's, that was hard. It's yeah. hard. It's super it hard. It's super stressful. And I, and, and there I would, I would say what worked for us was taking a step back, maybe taking not a break because we don't want the, the avoidance, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So those four, four functions of behavior, there's, there's four of them, escape being a big one. We don't want them to think they've escaped this, but 
we zoomed. We zoomed for the majority of the session, cut down on the in-person, mm-hmm. for a little while, mm-hmm. gradually, gradually it got better. Um, but again, there, there are these snags, um, either, yeah. either right after progress or right before progress. Mm-hmm. And, and they're rough. Yeah. They're very rough. And right. so we, we kind of got to take the behaviors with a right. It's on a continuum. Yeah. I like that you said fluid because that is a good word to think that it's there's just ebbs and flows. And I think the expectation um, or or your want as a parent is that I want my child to be happy. Really, that's the end. At the end of the day, it's like I I I I want them to behave or I want them to do what I want. It's really, I want my kid to be happy and to be able to enjoy his siblings or, you know, hang out at the park and just have friends. That's really at the bottom of it. So it's really like, I want this fixed and I don't, and once it's fixed, I want it to stay fixed. And that even guaranteeing a neurotypical child, that's not the case, (laughs) right? It's not the case. It's it's not the case. And where did you start getting that? We've been doing this for years and now you're just being more defiant or um, when you're talking with your neurotypical, you're like, where did this come from? Like, you've always been so amicable. Now they're just not. It's just with kids in, in general, but it's especially yeah. when you have a child that has a disability because you're like, I want to, I want to fix it because they already have so many obstacles. I want to fix it. And then when you feel like you can't, then it's just, you know, or or that it was, and then you're like, yay, they're doing it. And then you feel like it goes down instead of thinking like, oh my gosh, I am doing something wrong. Right. So I broke it, it was fixed. I'm not doing what Julie taught me because it was fixed. So we stopped doing it on that and we start working on this and now it's broken and it's my fault that we're right. here. And you can, you have to- sure. My fault. Or, or, or and that's, I think, I think there's this misconception that, you know, I have some sort of magic wand or mm-hmm. set of solutions to X, Y, Z. And yes, we have interventions and we yeah. have strategies mm-hmm. and we have, you know, the first thing we're going to do is figure out what function of that behavior and mm-hmm. then try and replace it with something, you know positive but i don't i don't either and mm-hmm. we're gonna have to throw stuff at yep. this whatever see what sticks do that again and and come at it with all angles and guess what that takes time yeah i i don't have hey i'm gonna stop your kid from running out the door and around the block mm-hmm. in two weeks why can't i do it in two weeks well because He's done this now for a whole year mm-hmm. and it's been reinforced mm-hmm. one way or the other and it's serving a function of behavior. Right. So to to undo, I, I would rather people think of my job as unraveling mm-hmm. rather than I'm un, I'm unraveling stuff mm-hmm. and then giving, giving you more strength. That's mm-hmm. all that is. Mm-hmm. Okay. I like that. I that, like that. All that is because honestly, like 
that that stream is still there. Yes. He may get to the end of it at at a point and do the same thing. Right. Maybe it seems like we're back to square one, but we're not. Right. It's not going to take us as long mm-hmm. to get back to where we were. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's, I, like that. I think that's the goal of, you know, trying to to work on these skills is that, yes, we 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 all go through default but once we hit default what what kind of skills do we have to get back to yes that's good right we all have that we all all have have that yes whatever that is a vacation or a spa day or i don't know but hanging out with your girlfriends be like hey hey girl what's we i need a i need a uh happy hour or something yes adults like something that you can go to so that's good because they everyone i like the d everyone's going to get to their point everybody does as adults and it's easier for neurotypical kids to be like okay these are the things i can do but teaching our kids that have disabilities that that you will hit a default you will hit this but once you do these are the things that you can do and teaching that explicitly like you said um we were talking about that earlier um with joe and i was like yeah he just needs to continue to be taught that skill at its simplest level for him right now he's only in first grade like this is black and this is white and if you hit this then you can do this and it can't be too many steps and so then once he knows okay when i get frustrated at school we have to say it to him every morning that's what we started doing and we just started with one you can take a deep breath we're up to three three choices that he can make now that he's actually able to do, um, well, repeat to his teacher, but now he's actually doing so. But, you know, that's what works for him. It was easier for us to connect because so now he'll be like, I did I did get frustrated at school, but I took a deep breath and I went to my, he has a, a section where he can go to focus on his work better. Um, in the classroom, he was like, and I went to my spot and it was better. And I was like, like this just happened. <laughs> I know, right? The beginning of the year it was like meltdowns up under the table. And then he would be up under the table. And then it was like taking off your shoes. Um, or he would start to be like anything. I'm cold. Um, but he wasn't cold. It was August and it was hot. Um, it was just a lot of things because he didn't have those things. And we didn't know what that looked like for him because he hadn't been in classroom because of the pandemic. So we had to work stuff out. And I was like, well, try this. And the teacher was like, try this. And we're like, that didn't work. That escalated. Okay, so let's see what's home. You know, you know, all the steps that you are doing with parents. And it just takes like, literally, like we threw this. We're like, that does not work. (laughs) That's not working. Let's try this. Okay, this. Okay, let's throw that out and put this. There's a lot of, um, a lot of trial and error. And then sometimes when it just booms, we just had his annual and it just was like, when he came home and told me that, I just, because he, he hadn't before. And I was just like, okay. Yes. It's since August. And it's now so exciting to see something like serious. that that you worked so hard on. And the yes. child has worked so hard. So, and then they put it into practice. And you're just like, yes. 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 Six months uh, in the classroom with his friends, the kids in the classroom, they're used to it now. But at first they were like, what? 
is going on? It's a whole different layer um, because I, I feel like it's even harder layer when, you know, they're in a gen ed classroom yeah. because the teacher may or may not have explained this to the rest of the kids. The kids may or may not have an idea of why he does this or when he does this or what can I do. It's a whole thing, but the expectations are definitely different. Yes. And I feel like for our kiddos that a lot of these things have to be taught explicitly. It, yeah. It's it's a lot. And just in steps. Yeah. Yes. Just in steps and in different, different um, settings. Like we literally had to practice. And, and what I got into the practice of and learned actually from our early, early interventionists years ago is talking out even when i'm doing something like so he can hear and see how i process getting the cereal out of the pantry so i so now that looks like at home she was like because we we talked to him i know a lot of i know a lot of stuff but i'm trying to tell the parents because i give this a lot of like yeah iep coach girl stop you have your you have this in the classroom but it's different at home when it's all i have four kids uh, husband, right, right. Have a job. sometimes I'm tired right. I'm at home I just don't I don't want to talk through to be honest every part of my day so that he can get it I know that sounds terrible but you know I love my no. baby but it's, it's true and so but she was like you practice and choose what you're going to do so you're not feeling like you still want to be their parent too you don't want to be always be like I'm always just doing this. So for us right. with breakfast and I'd be like, okay, ooh, I'm so, I'm hungry. I think I want to go into the pantry to see if there's any snacks that I might like. And then, you know, so that even though he's not, I'm not taking him with me. I'm just walking through my day. Cause that is what you say, right? If you're sitting there, you're like, right. dude, I'm thirsty. I'm going to go to the refrigerator. I'm going to browse and see what I want. Oh, dang. There's no more Mountain Dew. Okay, I guess I'll have fruit punch. Do I want ice? Yeah, I want the crunchy ice. Those are the things that we think in our heads, but for our kids, right. modeling it and be like, okay, well, I'm thirsty. So the next time when he's thirsty, so he might just, he started out just opening the refrigerator and just looking in it. And we were like, at first, Dre was like, close the refrigerator. <laughs> Get out of the refrigerator. Wait, I was like, he's my grown sons still do that. So. <laughs> he'd be like, hmm. <sighs> Hmm, that's how he started. Hmm. And I was like, oh, he's just doing what he sees all of us doing, and we're right. you know, just talking it out. So yeah, lots of lots of modeling and just the things that you feel like come easy to you. Like when you're hungry, you just go downstairs. But what is the process that you are going through to get exactly. you downstairs to get your Mountain Dew, to get your crunchy ice, and to sit back on the thing is things that they need to be able to see and hear constantly. Constantly and um, yeah, it's, it's you're a, very right. We we do also a lot of role playing too, mm. which my client loves because mm. I'm usually the the brother that you know <laughs> he gets to whatever. But that helps a lot too. Like, yeah. hey, I'll pretend I'm so and so and you're so and so. So I'm gonna I'm gonna say, hey, like. No, you can't butt in front of me in line or, you know, whatever the situation is and then reverse it. Right. And have him role play how he would react and then 
we do that a lot and that gives him the tools because in effect I am modeling, but it's a yeah, more subtle yeah. approach and he can, you know, he can show me what the language looks like. And honestly, that's the same language he uses. Like mm -hmm. that's good. It's, it's a script that is comfortable because we've talked about it. So like, it's only a little deal. It's okay. We can go on to something else. And that's, you know, that's his phrase that his, his catchphrase, like yes. I can ask for a delay, but if mom says no, I still have to do yep. it. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Hey, it works. It yep. works. Yep. So those scripts are, you know, what, what you want them to be, you know, it, it does the trick. So. I love to watch you talk about your client because you're just cheesing from ear to ear. Every time you bring uh, every time you bring him up, you're just cheesing. I love, <laughs> I love him. How can you not? I spend so much time with him day after day after day. And I I have been so lucky to see like the progress. I haven't even been with him a year yet. It'll be a year in April. But mm -hmm. oh my goodness, the progress he's made. And sometimes I'll say, hey, remember when I first started coming and I'd bring like a bunch of sensory things and, you know, him and his brother would both want to do it and I'd have to set the timer because they didn't know how to wait. I'm like, remember when you couldn't wait? Remember that? He's like, I never did that. I'm like, yeah, you did. <laughs> so it's, it's exciting. It really is. Well, I like that and I can see that and hopefully when they they can hear or or see the um going back to like just building a relationship, it's clear that you guys have done that and that relationships when you have a therapist coming to your home takes time and and communication and for um and it's vulnerable on both sides because you're going in and they and, and parents are wanting you to fix it. Right. Yes. That's got to be like, feel like pressure um, to be like, ah, um, so just, you know, not showing up to the first date in a wedding dress. I heard that somewhere. So you're not going to just be like, I hey, Oof. And, and everything works out. Um, it's going to be yeah. it's going to take time to develop. It takes time to develop relationships. Um, yeah. And, and also for the parents listening, not to when you have someone coming in to help you not letting your guards down. And I know it's hard, trust me, because I had early intervention in my house and I was like, it's, they normally don't yell. <laughs> Excuse me. Let me go upstairs. I'm going upstairs. It's distracting him. Come back downstairs. Hey. Yeah. I know. No. Boys. You know. So just being like, this is how it is. They are take time for that to happen too. Right. And just being like, this is how this is knowing that they want to see it. You have to be able to see it to help in, intervene. And exactly. it is a process and it's not just gonna be the wedding day. Exactly. <laughs> it it the might wedding. not ever be the wedding day, to be right. honest. Right. Um, you know, depending on what we're working on. But, um, but yeah, it, it takes, it, it really does. And it takes those, those awkward moments where mm -hmm. you've got a conflict. Um, I'm, I'm lucky because I have such good support. I've mm -hmm. got my team behind mm -hmm. me. I've got a 
a supervisor, and then a BCBA on top of that. Mm-hmm. So I I have the full support of a team when I maybe can't see the forest through the trees, mm-hmm. so to speak, mm-hmm. or parent doesn't feel comfortable with me explaining or asking or whatever there there's a layer there Mm -hmm. Uh, and so it you know ultimately i'm the one there delivering the service Mm -hmm. but there's also layer upon layer Mm -hmm. and if those situations arrive then you know a, a team can address those and a team can work on the other thing is that um you know in my company i don't i can't speak or other companies, but um, my company does have parent training, and -hmm. therefore, parent has goals too. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I'm taking data on all of my goals and running them throughout the session. In turn, the parents have their own goals. So I don't get involved with that. That's not my Okay. Uh But but the supervisors, the BCBAs, they, Mm They will do the parent training. They will intervene. Sometimes they might intervene with the school, uh, with the teacher, with the services being administered or not being administered in the school. So mm-hmm. we can build on those to see what's going on there too. Again, I'm strictly delivering the service in the home. So, you know, the, the parents have, they have resources there. They have a layer of people that you know can you know address their concerns whatever that is so yeah having a team is important it really is really, it yeah really yeah because you don't always you don't always see it sometimes you need someone to be like oh you actually it is making progress and even that you as like you said as a therapist you're like this is this isn't this isn't working and then someone could look at the data and be like actually it is and they can bring you back just like you were saying with your right. client remember when you had to use the client they're like no you're like yes and so having someone yes. look at what you're doing too and be like well you are making it is working remember when you first started you'd be like oh oh yeah even if it's little little increments In, indeed and they can they can also look and you know i have a tendency to prompt a lot that's just in my nature it's what you know, years of working with severely impacted students and somebody can look and go, yeah, no, you don't, you don't need to be prompting. Let him do it. Let him get a little bit uncomfortable, Mm -hmm. a little bit frustrated because to be honest, working with somebody four hours a day, five days a week for that long, you get used to what they're going to do. And and you automatically, just like a parent, interpret that and go, oh, there's a there's a meltdown coming, yep. so I'm gonna give him an option. No, yep. his his goal is to figure out the option. He's mm-hmm. already taught mm-hmm. it, already practiced it. So yeah, that's good. Yep, I'll be like, I'll just I'm just gonna give him the Cheerios because I have to get to the game, and then this meltdown is gonna take us back, and I still yep. have to get out. So you just you know default back to you exactly. like, <laughs> exactly. and yep. it does happen. And you know what, parents, when that does happen, because it will because you got to get out the door, you got to do something, you're just tired. It's okay because tomorrow's another day and you can work on that or your therapist give you skills like, okay, well, what happens when I do reinforce it, but I didn't mean to. 
those you're not going to be perfect. Sometimes exactly. it happens. You just, I think going back to the skills, even for the parents, um, going back and saying, you know, going back and having the skills to be like, okay, this is going to happen. Sometimes you won't give them the Cheerios. You're tired. You're not feeling well. You got to get out the door. Things happen. Don't be so hard on yourself either. Be, be more fluid and be like, I did give them the Cheerios the other day, but tomorrow, you know, I'm going to, you know, maybe 20 minutes before I remember Julie said, you know, maybe if we have, you know, we have to get out the door before, and I know he's going to want the Cheerios. Maybe there's a practice that can happen 30 minutes before so that we have more of a buffer time. There's always time to reflect and to get back on track. Right. And you know what, Markeisha, to be honest, I don't know when you said it or in what post, but one time somewhere you said it's not worth it for him to be dysregulated for the rest of the day. Yeah. That stuck with me because so often we get in the, the groove of like, I'm going to push and push and push. And at some point that doesn't make any sense anymore. Mm -hmm. It does not. And sometimes it's our agenda. Sometimes it's whatever. It, it doesn't matter. But mm -hmm. I, I live by that now because mm -hmm. there, there is definitely a time to push and a right. time to let's see what happens when, and there's a time to back off and right. say, yeah, it's not going to happen yeah. today. And right. that's okay because okay. it's not worth it for the rest of the day to be, and depending on how hard is it for the child to become regulated again, let's, mm -hmm. that they're all not at the same level. Right. So right. that is important. That's, that's yeah. a really important piece. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. That was the, that was on Joe going to school some days. So he <laughs> was like, you know what? He was home yesterday and we had the IEP. So he got to peek, peep in, like we were doing zoom and they were like, is he feeling this? They thought he was sick or something. It was, it's, it's the vid. So I was like, no, he's just it was a rough morning. And we just thought that Netflix was going to work out better today than to force it. And then he's going, you're going to have to deal with it at school which some days we just do push through, but you know what that was. And yesterday wasn't that right. day. It's so, you know, it's okay. He missed his therapies for yesterday at school and a couple of other things, but it's okay. And today was, you know, a better day. So that is something yeah. that I learned uh, along the way. Well, I hugged up all your time on, oh. on Friday <laughs> because you guys, what you don't know is that she, was on time and then I start chit-chatting about <laughs> Joe and we just talked so for before this hour that I've hogged up I was already hugging up but get 45 minutes before just chit-chatting and okay. Okay. it was fun it was fun working together and I know glad that we get to still connect and yes yeah. I'm a big fan, you guys. I'm a big <laughs> friend. She always says that I'm like I'm I'm preaching on her site, but you know, be dropping that. the knowledge. She has the she's dropping truth bombs. <laughs> I, you know what? I I guess when you're so passionate about something mm -hmm. and you, it just it it doesn't stop when I put down my. Yep. Software data, right? You know, stuff. 
right? right? I so, know. Anyway. You know, I know. That's why we can probably be on here for another the whole day. <laughs> we could just keep on talking about talking yeah. about this. Um, we we do. I do love this work, and now now I have my baby. Who who knew? Right? <laughs> who, who knew all those years ago? Who knew? Yeah, I did. I just had the tall three back when I was in the classroom, but I'm very grateful to have had those experiences. And um, me too. Me yeah. too. So, well, it's anything you want to say to the people listening before we um, head head off into our Friday? I I think I've said that and, yeah. and more. You guys are doing great, though. Can I just put that out there because what? Wherever you're at right now, I literally have so much respect mm. for the parents that do this day in and yeah. day out and and try with all their heart to do mm -hmm. what's best for their kid. Because really, any parent, anywhere, that's what we all want. Right. right. It is. It at is. The, end of the day, and, and I really... I really respect you guys. Like I, you're doing great, even if it doesn't feel like it, even mm -hmm. if some days feel like a, a dumpster fire, mm -hmm. still great. See, somebody need to hear that today, Julie. I so. hope so. I hope so. I told you guys she'd be, she'd just be dropping the nuggets. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much again. And thank you guys all for listening. And this is going to be the end of our broadcast for today. Happy weekend, all. Yes. <laughs> <laughs>